0: Welcome everybody back to The Basement Binge. This is a really interesting episode here to record right now uh, because my wife is actually in the other room where I normally record. She's taking a training for like a a fitness instructor uh, program that... She's getting certified in anyway, so she's on a a zoom call in there So I couldn't be in there and I needed a quiet place So I'm currently hiding in my closet. So if there's a little rustling It's the clothes next to me. I'm trying my best to keep still while still recording There's a picture on my Instagram you can check out of me in my closet trying to record this So hopefully it turns out as good as I'm hoping it is get some good sound quality right up close to this microphone Um, anyway, my name is Harrison. Welcome to the basement binge. Welcome back if you're returning Appreciate you being here. This review is on the movie only the brave it's a 2017 movie directed by joseph Kosinski. so let's jump right into it super quick this is going to be a quick episode um yeah on to only the brave this is we'll start with our two cents (coughs) at the basement bench here this is just has initially been two minutes of uninterrupted time to give a spoiler-free knee-jerk reaction to the movie um this is probably going to be longer than two minutes so so let's start first with two cents. Here at the Basement bins. the two cents is just like a, our immediate knee-jerk, spoiler-free reaction to the film. Um, again, spoiler-free. I'll let you know when the spoilers are coming. I'll let you know that the spoiler wall drops. So if you haven't seen this film, um, you know this isn't a huge film that you need to worry about spoilers. So feel free to continue listening. But if that's something you want to avoid and you're interested in seeing this film, you're you're good to keep listening for now. So anyway, two cents. Um, so only the brave. The reason that I really picked this film to watch is because with the recent change of moving to just one host instead of three, it's been very, very difficult and interesting for me trying to figure out how to continue the format and schedule of the podcast that I we initially had figured out but at the same time it's been really really fun because I've been able to just watch movies that I wanted to watch without sticking to any schedule because I kind of threw all that out the window when it changed so much so this is a film that has been on my shelf um that I've been wanting to watch for a long time that I initially got um because of the director, Joseph Kosinski. He's one of my all-time favorite directors. I, I struggle to say that he's my favorite just because he only has three films. Uh, you know, three and a half, considering that Gun uh, Maverick isn't released yet. Anyway, three films released underneath his belt. Um, and so there's not an as much to judge him off compared to other directors that I love. Anyway, he's up there. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal, very, very talented, and I would also say underrated director who has just knows exactly what he's doing, knows how to tell a visual story, and he does in this. So, anyway, on to the actual film. Only the Brave is based on true events about these firefighters. Um, I want to get the right name, so give me a second. I should have had this prepared. But, you know, like I said, I'm in my closet, so... um, So... Only the Brave is a movie about firefighters, specifically a group of firefighters in Arizona. Their names are the Granite Mountain Hotshots. Um, they're in Prescott, Arizona. And the film, particularly, is around the events of the Yarnell Hill fire, uh, which happened in June of 2013, and, and the events that happened there that we'll get into a minute. But so the film is based off the true events that happened to these 20 brave men who were wildfire firefighters. So uh, it's the journey. It's a, a, a dramatized, lightly dramatized, you know, based off True Events movie about these firefighters who work hard to become what is a hotshot, which in essence is just like the top dogs. You know, they're at the front of the fire, you know, close to it, they're calling the shots. Um, you know, and, and it's the journey of these firefighters working to become hotshots, and then the the battle against many fires that they have to take um, and also how that kind of affects family members and it's a story about all the families Um, it stalls an all-star cast um, which I was just so impressed to see how many people that I love that were connected to this movie Uh, really actually incredible you got Josh Josh Brolin uh, Miles Teller Jeff Bridges just to name a few heavy hitters Jennifer Connelly um, James Bad. Badge Dale; those are kind of the the five big names, especially J- Josh Brolin and Miles Teller, who really are the center of this story, um, and they carry it excellently. Miles Teller excels in this; he's so 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 talented, um, particularly in this role where he kind of plays a druggie who has to recover, and in his recovery to be a better father for his new daughter, he becomes one of these hotshots. Um, yeah, so it's it's a true story about these firemen devoting their life to fight fires. And one of the reasons that makes this movie just, you know, like, oh, it's a movie about firefighters, whatever. Like, there's something about this movie being excellent, and that is because of the talent of Joseph Kosinski, whom I love. Um, This is the first time I've ever seen this particular film of his. Like I said, it's been on my watch list for a while because of the director. And you see... That he knows how to tell a visual story, he knows how to tell a story based around characters, he knows how to balance it all, and there's a lot of things about this film that it just handles perfectly. You know, I, I don't understand the mechanics of fighting a forest fire, and it you're not sat down in a scene with kind of expositionary you're not ever sat down in a scene with this long dialogue where they explain the mechanics of a fire they're sprinkled in there here and there but for the main part you just kind of learn to understand the basics that you need to as a viewer visually um through the directing the cinematography which also is phenomenal in this film so it was a score by the way anyway i I'm trying to talk about this movie without spoiling it. Um, And so much of that really just comes down to the incredible performance of the actors um, and the incredible talent of the director. That's what really makes this film shine because these based-on-true-events stories can sometimes be handled wrong. They can really be on the nose and kind of down your throat in a way where it tries to focus... like, over-dramatizes it or really tries to focus too much on one thing and this film doesn't do either it it manages you know showing you know incredibly captured firefighting you know with a combination of practical and and, uh, CGI effects but also and dealing with these these characters, I shouldn't say characters, because these these people and the stories in their life, um, the real events, without over-dramatizing it. It adds the drama because it's real. You never feel that the drama is there to progress the story along. You feel that these are true events, and they're handled very, very appropriately. And I love it for that reason. Um, so that's kind of enough of two cents, because it's really kind of hard to talk about this film without getting into any spoilers whatsoever. Um, As you can imagine, it's a story about individuals devoting their life to something difficult and to something incredible, and the struggles that it comes along with their their personal struggles and imperfections they have to overcome, but also the difficulty that that would put on a family life. Um, And it's just a well-told drama. Uh, No, actually, I don't want to call it drama. It's a well-told true story um, with the talent of Joseph Kaczynski and an incredible cast, bringing these families' stories to life in a very, very touching way. It is definitely worth the watch, especially with everything that's kind of been going on with the California wildfires and everyone putting in incredible work. And wildfires happening pretty much all over the world, it seems like, these incredible men and women who are sacrificing so much to help with that. And this film made me appreciate that more and the, the sacrifice that they are giving um, for our safety made me appreciate it. So, yeah, yeah. That's enough of two cents. Um, let's go to pick your Poison. So here at the Basement bench, this is the personal rating scale where I pick, you know, the rating that I base things off is how would I treat it after seeing it the first time? Would I never watch it again? That's the bottom. Above it is to stream. If it was on a streaming service I was already subscribed to and I was looking aimlessly for something to watch and it showed up, I'd pick it. And then above that is rent. I'd be willing to pay a few dollars in a specific moment to watch it once. And then top of the list is to buy... Watch it multiple times, and this I'm gonna say is a buy because of my love for Joseph Kosinski. And this is a hard. Maybe I should change my rating scale because I'm just a movie collector. I buy Blu-rays, I buy movies. That's just something that I enjoy doing. So a movie that I slightly like, I'm like, oh, it's a buy, just because that's what I do. Even if I don't really plan to rewatch it a ton, and maybe a ren makes more sense. But I th- this one especially because of the talent of Joseph Skarsinsky, but also how touching this real life story is this i know this is a film i'm going to revisit and i know it's one that i want to show to other people i want to lend to other people definitely worth a a buy to me and you know because of how underrated this film is you can probably get it on a deal somewhere for like five or ten dollars and then it's definitely worth the price over a rent uh so yeah super super fast future harrison jumping in here just real quickly sorry to interrupt the show but this is an episode that I recorded earlier, um, that I honestly skipped releasing just cause I wasn't totally satisfied with it. Um, but now I'm currently out of town. I'm enjoying a vacation with my family, having the time of my life in St. George, Utah. Um, and I didn't want to miss out on publishing another episode this week for you guys. So I quickly dug through the archives and, uh, pulled this out to release it. Um, If the episode feels a little rushed, it's because it is. I was recording it when I was very, very rushed. Um, But I do love this film, Only the Brave, and I enjoy it. So hopefully I did some justice. Um, But I was just jumping in here because I forgot to mention that there is a survey that I have that's going to be linked at the top of the description if you wouldn't mind taking it. It's a super short two-question survey. As the basement binge is changing a lot, as it's just me now and not Kaden Kelton, the three of us anymore uh there's a lot of changes i'm making to the schedule how the show is going to work things we're going to do moving forward and so it's just a an easy way for you to contribute what you as a listener would like to receive in your ears as you listen i'd appreciate it if you take the survey it's super quick anyway that's enough for me future harrison here back to the actual episode about a great movie only the brave Pick your poison, easy thing. Moving on to binge points, this one I don't actually want to spend too much time on because I quickly want to get to Fallen because that's the heart of this film with being based on a true story is, you know, the meaning behind it and why these talented people would want to be connected to this type of story, this type of film, why they have any interest in making it. Um, You know, and I'm sure the binge points would stand out to me a lot more if I knew some type of thing about firefighting. you know, I, I honestly don't really have any because I was just so involved in the story and so involved in the talent of Joseph Kosinski. So, um, yeah, that's this is the end of the spoiler wall. If you don't want anything ruined at all, if you want to feel the full gut punch that this film delivers, go and watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. If you're interested in why this film was touching to me, why I'm even sitting down to talk about it, then continue listening to the podcast because I was kind of rushing through it just to get to this part. And so quickly, let's just talk about Least and Likes. My least favorite scene and my favorite scene. And it's been a few days since i watched it. And I've watched some other movies, so it's a little blurry for me. Um, keep your ears peeled for those episodes. But anyway, um, I don't have a least favorite. Probably just because I can't remember. If there was a least favorite, it was obviously not so glaring that I forgot it. But my favorite thing about it really has to do with the character of Miles. It's not a particular scene, um, but the, I keep saying character, but the individual that Miles Teller plays, um, his name is Brendan McDonough, and they all call him McDonut or Donut, which is fun, is how the other firefighters treat them. You know, when when you get these real-life stories of kind of these rough groups like firefighting, the new guy, especially the new guy like this Brendan guy, had to go through with overcoming a drug addiction, having a new daughter that he didn't really know about, and wanting to turn his life around, there can be a lot of hazing and a lot of bullying. And there's definitely moments where they're there, but I love that the film doesn't over-dramatize it, like, oh my gosh, this guy has to go through, like, incredible odds to overcome this you know change is a difficult thing improving your life is a different difficult thing and of course there's a little bit of teasing out of love and respect for him as a new guy and of course maybe even a little bit hazing um that you get in a new group in this type of environment and that's there they don't shy away from that but at the same time it's not over dramatized or over storyized for lack of better words to add to some type of arc or some you know some unnecessary story element that doesn't be there. It, it feels real. It feels genuine. I mean, there's even a moment where his daughter, she spends a, her first night at home with him because um, him and his girlfriend are, are separate. Uh, his daughter st- spends the first night with him and she gets a fever. And I was like panicking that the story was going to be like, oh, you know, the typical beat where the daughter gets really sick and then he can't firefight or whatever. She just had a fever. And she was fine, which I'm very, very grateful for, and which was a happy resolution. But I appreciate that the film didn't over-dramatize these things. And that was my favorite thing, is it doesn't spend too much time on the firefighting, and it doesn't spend too much time on the drama. What I mean is it doesn't overdo or over-exaggerate these moments. It allows them to be real and grounded and touching, while also scary and, and... and worrisome and full of consequence, everything has a weight because of the realisticness. Um, and except for that one moment with the daughter getting sick, and maybe it's just because I've been watching too many movies, there's never a moment where you feel that it's going to be, the stakes are going to be too high. I mean, they're fighting a fire with their lives. That's Those stakes are very, very high, but it's never too much. And I just love how Joseph Kosinski and the writers and all the actors handled the realisticness of these families and these individuals who gave so much. So let's quickly get into Fallen. This is a very quick episode, um, just because it's a difficult film to talk about because it is so much a true story, and that is the heart of it, and that is what we get in Fallen. Um, so, if, for those of you that have seen it, or those of you, that have, there's a moment where Josh Brolin's character, who's the sergeant of this Hotshot group, he's the leader for him. Him and his wife don't have kids because they made an agreement, and his wife um, is played by Jennifer Conley, they knock it out of the park. But they have an agreement in their marriage that they're not going to have any kids because he's devoting his life to fighting fires. And as they become a hotshot crew, they have to go fight more and more fires. There's a higher demand for them with their higher skill and higher rank. And she really begins to become lonely. And she addresses that she wants a family, that she wants kids. And they kind of have this squibble and a few times and they make up but then every time they're together they fight a little bit and then there's a moment where they're in a car and they start to fight and Jeff Bridges uh sorry not Jeff Bridges uh, Josh Brolin Eric Marsh is the actual guy's name he gets out of his car and walks away and he goes and sees his good buddy an older man Dwayne who's played by Jeff Bridges who's kind of a mentor to him And he's talking to him about the difficulty and just like, you know, how do I devote my life to fighting fires like I feel so passionately about and how do I give my wife what she needs? And Jeff Bridges' character, Dwayne, says, you have... I I want to get this right. I wrote down. Hold on. You have to ask yourself, what can I live with and what can I die without? And... I love that and it really made me personally begin to ponder you know what are the things that I truly need to live with and what can I die without and if you really take the time to sit and ponder that and think about and meditate on it you begin to understand that maybe there's some things that you can change and luckily for um, Marsh played by Josh Brolin he does make some changes and he, he reconnects with his wife in a in a very, very touching way. Um, and the, f- the story doesn't focus on or say like, Oh, everything's resolved. It just allows them to be in love and understand that Marsh, Josh Brolin's character is giving himself to his wife in a way that he hadn't before. Uh, and it was very, very touching and something that really impacted me because to be honest, it's something that I struggle with with my own life and my wife is, is trying to find a balance between giving her everything that I want to while also meeting the expectations or demands of life. Um, It's a difficult question to answer that we all have to in our own relationships, um, but that question is a good one to figure out the answer of how we can live. So let's talk about that of the film. So what happens is these firefighters get called to the Yarnell Hill fire and it's a big fire and like I think Southwest Arizona, somewhere in Arizona, it's, it's becoming a big fire. And these firefighters, these, these hotshots, they're kind of on the front line, but they're in the black, meaning the area that the fire has already gone through. Um, And so they're not really doing much. Uh, They're, they're wanting to get in on the action. They're wanting to do something, but they're just kind of like sitting there waiting to figure out the fire as it's slowly growing. And all these, there's, you know, tons of different fire departments there. None of their efforts are really working. And so they make an effort to get back in the fight. Um, and the the individual played by Miles Tiller, Brendan McDonough, he is sent ahead to go be a scout and somewhere else to keep an eye on the fire. While they make their way down a route kind of towards the fire, their escape route as it's called, to try and get back in the action. And the fire, the weather changes, the fire quickly turns and starts burning backwards very quickly towards them Uh Brendan Miles' character is almost engulfed by the fire, but he's picked up by a different fire department guy who overheard him on the radio. Picks him up on like an ATV thing. He saves him. They barely escape, luckily. So then he's kind of sitting back at the the base camp, listening to the radio as these nineteen men that he's come to have a brotherhood and love for are suddenly surrounded by this raging, raging fire. And So what they have to do is they have to clear this small area for themselves and put themselves in these fire huts, I guess they're called. I don't know what they're totally called. Um, But in essence, these sacks of sleeping bag-like things that they put over themselves um, to allow the fire to pass over them. And then that allows them to hopefully escape the fire, even though they weren't able to get their way out. Um, And so so this is what they do. They deploy their little huts, and they hope that the fire can rush over them. So I did some research. Oh, okay, sorry. So... Anyway, the fire engulfs them, and sadly, all 19 of them die. Um, These 19 men lost their lives trying to fight a fire and save some individuals, and Brendan McDonough, played by Miles Taylor, understands all this over the radio and has to understand that he's the one living individual from the granite mountain hotshots. And it's, it's very, very heartbreaking. And I had no idea that this was coming and I was in tears. It, it wrecked me rightfully so. Um, and so I did a lot of research into the actual events and what happened. So those, those bags that they deploy over themselves to, you know, try and save themselves from the fire going over them. They are Supposedly supposed to protect you up to 300 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, if a fire gets 300 degrees Fahrenheit, that's supposed to protect you that amount. Well, the fire that engulfed them was over 2,000 degrees. Obviously, they weren't going to make it. And it's sad that when they found these 19 firemen not all of them were in their bags. some of them were partially out so that they don't know but they either could have not gotten into their bag on time or they realized they weren't going to make it in their bags and try to escape and obviously didn't um and it's it's just very very sad to think individuals trying to do something good trying to be the best at what they were sadly lost their lives protecting other people um doing something good and There's stories like that all around us, sadly, where those individuals lose their lives and sadly where they don't, sadly, where just sacrifices are made. But there are good people out there doing their best to do their best work. And it's truly incredible. Um, And I appreciate everybody who has sacrificed so much for me to have the safety and privileges that I do, um, that I probably often take for granted. Um, And I just, I want to talk about the end because they pick up Brendan the individual played by Miles Teller and tell him that he needs to go home that that he he just needs to be dropped off at home but he wants to go to a school back in Prescott where all the families of these other 19 firemen have been gathered and they all kind of hear the rumor that 19 died out of 20 Um. The the 19 died out of 20 so all these wives all these families are hoping that that one individual survived is their firefighter and so obviously you can understand that Brendan returning there would not be a good idea but he decides to anyway and as he walks into that gymnasium and all of those family members realize that their firefighter is not the one who survived it is so heartbreaking And that's why I love the story, is because you feel for these families. This isn't a story that limits itself to the firefighter's journey. It's a journey of families. A journey of a community working together to give so much, and honestly, more than they had to. But I appreciate their sacrifice anyway. And it's a very, very touching film that I was not expecting at all. I didn't know it was based on true events. I just know it was directed by a director that I love and I understood I was curious why he would tell this story and and watching I, I see why it's a touching story of individuals giving so much for others um, but at the same time there's one thing that I want to point out throughout the movie they consistently talk about something called uh, watchouts I don't know how many there are but they rather them like what's your sixth watch out or what's your fifth watch out or whatever and Brendan can't remember him when he started the the character the individual played by Miles Teller and so Josh Brolin says fire he said firefighters died for us to learn these watchouts you know these are experiences that sadly other firefighters were injured and, and lost their lives in so that others could learn from them and make sure that they watch out for them and you can kind of tell from the story that these firefighters, these individuals, were devoted to being in the action. They wanted to do more. They didn't want to stay in the black safety. Um, and sadly, that's the reason that they lost their life. And I, and I don't want to say anything lightly about the sacrifice that they give because it's incredible. And they were doing incredible work, and they were honestly trying their best. But in all true stories that they, we hear, there's a lesson to watch out for. I just thought that was an incredible takeaway. That whether these individuals in this story were at fault or not, in every true story, especially a a heartbreaking true story, there is a watch out, a lesson to learn. Um, An incredible, incredible takeaway from individuals giving so much to those they love and to those they don't even know. Just protecting them from a fire. Um, So I appreciate all those out there currently fighting our wildfires in whatever form they may be taking themselves. And uh, I want to make sure that I'm doing that, too. So, yeah, th- thanks for listening to The Basement Binge. This has been a really interesting episode. One, because I've watched so many movies since then, I should have recorded this episode earlier. But also, I really sat down so many times to write down my thoughts. And I, I didn't want to treat this like a normal episode because I feel that this isn't a movie. This is a true story, and I wanted to treat it a little bit differently because of how touched I was by these individuals and these families giving so much. So I definitely recommend it watching out. It's incredibly well-made, incredibly touching. You know, it it really is quality as far as a film goes. The story is touching, but when you know it's a true event, it's even more impressive, and there's incredible acting performances. Really, the acting is stellar. The cinematography is beautiful, beautiful. And uh, the directing is, is top-notch. And I, I, I really think Joseph Kosinski is underrated. And if you don't like his other films, this is a good example to see how talented he is. So yeah, thanks for listening to The Basement Binge. If you've listened all the way through this episode, I really appreciate you. This probably isn't an episode that's going to reach a lot of individuals. I'm not expecting it to. If it does, thank you. And if you are listening to it, I would love your feedback. Leave me a review somewhere. Uh, get on the social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, of course, LinkedIn to the notes. Let me know what you thought about this review and this particular film. Love to hear it. Um, And yeah, keep your ears peeled For those other episodes coming soon With some new announcements and explanations Of what the show is going to look like Now that's just me So thanks for sticking with me through this kind of filler You know, limbo time While I'm figuring out what I'm doing And just kind of, you know flying by the seat of my pants and thanks for listening to this review and if you haven't seen this movie and you listen all the way through it's still emotional even though you know the story go watch it i definitely recommend it, it was well worth my time uh, thanks for listening to the basin binge that's all for now my name is harrison ciao ciao